Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Book Watch Knobs, and you are on episode 33. What's up, Mike? I'm tired, man. I'm really <laughs> tired. This this kind of this this switcheroo that we did, I don't know. What did, what did what did we what did we switcheroo? You mean you mean you mean the fact that I'm in I'm in Washington right now and you're in Florida? That kind of switcheroo? Yeah. That would be so weird. Just to clarify, that is not what's happening right now, Watch Family. I don't want you to think we just switch locations just to fuck with each other. I'm still in Florida. Hot, yeah. hot, swampy Florida. I, I feel this is good, though. Some, sometimes we have to do this because usually we're recording pretty pretty late your time. and I, I, I feel bad sometimes. So. Yeah, I don't sleep, man. What I what passes for sleep these days is me sitting in bed staring at the ceiling wide-eyed wondering what will happen the next day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until the ne- until the next day arrives, and by that point, I've had no sleep. Yeah, I I, I barely got any sleep last night. Um, and uh, woke up today. <laughs> had some had some avocado spread on a bagel. Is that oh, like a yeah. thing? I keep hearing about avocado on like toast. The thing is, I love avocados, but I just eat them like out of the shell with like sriracha. I don't put them on toast, but apparently, everyone puts it on like bread or i guess in your case a bagel is that like a thing should i do that well well, avocado toast is a great great kind of thing um especially with like sour sourdough or something like that Ah, Um, never had it and starbucks starbucks has avocado spread now which is nice on the uh on the multi-grain bagel but uh yeah this is the (laughs) i don't know if i would trust avocado spread from starbucks man like i don't know like i feel like it would i feel like it would just be crushed highlighter with like instant mashed potatoes it like might crushed. be. I don't know, man. <laughs> it might be, but it's pretty good. And okay. uh, we, we'd like to welcome everyone to the Two Broke Watch Snobs <laughs> That Like Avocados podcast. This is It's going to be us for about a seven, three and a half hours just talking about avocados. Now, Michael, let me talk to you about Haas avocados, okay? Can we talk about Haas avocados? Yeah, I, I, I love them. <laughs> what do you have to say about them? I just wanted to hear what you had to say about them. That's basically it. I don't I, have anything else to contribute. I think, I think they're the only avocados that are worth worth my time, really. <laughs> the other ones, what are they called? The other ones? The big ones? Um, avocado avocados? I'm so sorry. Okay. <sighs> You're tired. We're recording at a different time. I think this will be interesting. Um, so there's a lot to get to. Obviously, I want to get to the wrist check. There's some interesting watch news. That's happened. Like, I woke up this morning. What the hell morning is it? It is uh, on this day of recording. It is a Wednesday, the 31st of May. Yes. Woke up to some super fucking, like, weird, bizarre news. Yeah. Uh, uh, news on the same level as, like, you know, Grammy, like, 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 Grandma wins four of the 500. Like, what the fuck? I didn't know Grandma's <laughs> four of the they, can, can you, dr- is there, like, a handicap accessible Formula One racer for Grandma to get into? Like, that level of, like, what the hell? And yeah. then, um, really, really fun topic. Um, but, but, but should we, should we honor tradition and should we, should we jump into the wrist check? Yes. You go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, I'm where I'm wearing the old reliable, one of the first old reliables. I'm, I'm keeping it, I'm back to basics. I'm, today I'm wearing my Seiko SNK, um, 805 on a, uh, 
like all like I, I guess it's like an olive green toxic natos with that like s- that sweet ass wide hardware that angular wide mm-hmm. hardware he's got yeah. in here yeah yeah i i forgot how much i love this watch i'm wearing this watch also kind of just um keeping myself in the mindset of smaller watches because um, i've been working a lot on rivka watches and um just kind of getting everything like i want to get in the mindset of like the 38 40 millimeter watch size which is basically where the watch is going to be sized at uh so I want to keep myself in kind of that zone. So I'm wearing this the past couple of days. It's just kind of I've been other smaller watches, but um yeah, I forgot I forgot how I forgot how sweet these SNKs are, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I um I'm not going to lie. I always think about the idea of buying all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I tell you all the time and I never Well, there's it. there's the blue one, there's the uh, cream dial one, there's the black one, there's the this green one, the 805 that I'm wearing. Ben, isn't there also like an Amazon exclusive one, like the Red Dial? Yes, arguably the weirdest watch brand collaboration I've ever seen. I feel like it's the Pokemon Missing Go of like the Seiko SNKs. It's just like, what the f- Like, I've seen pictures of it, but like I'm here in the moment with it. This is fucking ridiculous. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but, I don't know. I, I love... I love the blue dial one, and as 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 much as mm-hmm. I I don't like leather straps, I think it would look great on like a dark, uh, like dark burgundy leather or something, or like maybe oh, yeah. like chestnut kind of color. Yeah, that's a that's a sweet watch, and it's the uh, it's the seven S two six as well, I think. In here? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Um, yeah. Well, this this thing doesn't manual wind or hack. Does that sound correct to you? Actually, yeah, that does sound correct. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, it should be the seven S two six in there. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I I just think this thing is just so cool, and um, happy to be wearing it. And I don't think I don't think I'm gonna put it on anything except this toxic NATO, like for the rest of time. This is probably where it's gonna stay. I I, I don't see myself changing it out anytime soon. In the same in the same vein as make me keeping my Orient Christmas chrono on that toxic shiznit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I still gotta try those. I know there was like a Memorial Day like coupon code I probably missed, but. Uh... Yeah, I might I might have to pick some of those up one day. I can mail you mine, dude. I can I can I have a I have um what the fuck's it called? The ad I mean you were talking about Admiralty. Admiral mm, I'm yeah. not very intelligent. A- yeah. Admiralty? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, as most listeners know by now, um a lot of my watch knowledge is just off the steam of my pants. Or it's about <laughs> a Russian watch. Like if, if Michael, if you want to talk about Rakesh for four hours, I'll talk about Rakesh for four hours. But if you want to talk about like orange dial doxes i'm i am not your man all right <laughs> but yeah i have two of those admiralty grays i have one in 20 millimeter and one in 22 the 22 right now is on my orient christmas chrono and the 20 millimeter um i kind of have floating between a couple watches i you know what's funny i originally bought the 20 millimeter toxic shiznit to go on my sumo it has not been on my sumo once. <laughs> oh yeah that would probably look uh, really nice that actually. would look super cool yeah so yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. I mean, super straightforward. Love this watch. It's like a field type watch. Um, uh, this was, I think, this was the first watch I ever had loom. I remember the first time you showed me the loom on this watch, and Michael, when you showed, I thought you were a fucking like magician. You know what I mean? <laughs> was that got, at, was that at work one day or something? No, that was that that was in that that was in my apartment when I was in Davy. Uh, we were hanging out in my apartment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were talking about the watch. And you're just like, oh yeah, have you seen the Loom yet? And I had no idea what Loom like was. You know, I like I'm like I don't know. Like I don't, 
I don't know what that is. And so you took out your cell phone. And I'm like, okay, what does Loom have to do with cell phone? And then you turn the light on your cell phone on and you just waved it a couple of times for like five seconds in front of the watch and it glowed. And it was the coolest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my life. Like that was the <laughs> first time I ever saw Loom on this uh on It's this pretty it's pretty generous on that watch also. It has um the last time I had one, I remember um thinking that it had more than I initially expected. So like you have it on the hands yeah. and like the little the little dots all the way around. Yeah, got the little dots and you got the hands and it's 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 for I me mean, for for like for, for for like a 50 book a 50 dollar watch. It definitely spoiled me because it's almost better than actually no, it's it is better than the loom on my Orient Christmas Chrono, which is like I think I paid 250 bucks for that. You know what I mean? It's better than the loom on on my on the uh the Bulova. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> so, uh, so this is a cool watch. It's a really good memory watch. It's gonna be with me forever, as far as I'm concerned. And um, yeah, man, what do you, what do you, what, what, what are you wearing? I'm interested to hear because we were talking about it a little bit in the pre-talk, but you didn't say what you were wearing. Yeah, so um, I'm wearing the uh, the watch that you got me. I'm wearing the Citizen Eco Drive Promaster Diver. Sweet. Um, and I have it on the. Uh, just like the standard gray RAF nylon strap that I, I like to wear. Uh, one thing I love about this watch, and I wasn't expecting when I saw it in photos or anything like that, I didn't know that the lugs were actually 20 uh, millimeters. So um, that's that's kind of like my favorite strap width, if that makes any sense. I don't know if people have <laughs> favorite lug widths or strap widths. Dude, what? Well, well- why the shit not? In all honesty, like, why not? Yes, I believe well, I've, you. 20mm is your favorite. I've found that even recently, if a watch has 22mm lugs, I'll still put a 20mm strap on it. And I know it'll drive some people, like, absolutely nuts because they need that kind of, like, perfect fit. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like a 22 is too wide. Um, Interesting. It feels like I'm wearing one of those, like, silly slap bracelet things from the 90s what do you this list the, the slap wrist wrist slappers whatever the fuck they're called yeah so yeah. what do you what are you gonna do when i find my kruger millions and i buy you a panerai 20 24 millimeter panerai <laughs> gmt flyback chronograph i have no idea if that's even real man that means that the christmas gift war will be, will be <laughs> pretty pretty hot by then that'll be that that'll be me dropping the nuke in the in the in, in the gift war we're we're buying each other panerais and helicopters. Um, Here's the thing: if we're buying each other panerais and helicopters, and we're still doing a podcast to called Two Broke Watch Knobs," then the world does not make any sense anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm gonna for your birthday. I'm gonna arrange that Sylvester Stallone goes to your house and plays the harp. You or- know what's funny? You could you you could you could send you could honestly clean up and get a nice haircut on like a toothless homeless guy. Send him here, and I'll probably still believe in Sylvester Stallone because they'll sound exactly the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just the the the, the mad spirit vision ramblings of a homeless person. Oh, yeah, dude, that's that's intense. I didn't know that was your experience on set. Yeah, and that's why I said he would play the harp. That's why. No, I'm talking to him. If Sylvester Stallone walks into my house, it's like it's if Mario Batali comes to my house, I don't want him to knit me a sweater. He's cooking me some fucking eggs. Are you talking to me, Sylvester Stallone? (laughs) All right, that's what it is. Don't play no harp. But uh, on the twenty, I don't know, on the twenty-four millimeter, something like a pan. I I would probably only wear something like a Panerai on the rubber 
like the included rubber strap that comes with it because they're they're actually quite nice i don't know if you yeah no when i was in the boutique um i think that was episode positive negative ad boutique stories it was episode seven or episode nine Mm -hmm. um when i was in that ad for panerai yeah when those guys almost tricked me and my fiance saved really both of our lives um they put it on the rubber for me and I wore it and it was actually pretty cool. The only thing I didn't like about that rubber strap is it had like the words Panerai blasted across the side of it is if I needed to be reminded yeah, about what it, I was wearing. It, it has that, but it, I mean, from far away, it kind of doesn't look like it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the um, I don't know. I just, I just like 20 millimeters and it, it, it was like a pleasant surprise when I got this watch and I, I took the, um, took the strap off. And uh, so this weekend, you know, I mean, for those that haven't heard of it or haven't seen it on the feed yet, we, we have some photos up there, but it's um, kind of like a very straightforward uh, citizen <clears throat> dive watch with the uh, Echo Drive or Eco Drive technology, whatever you want to call it. And uh, mm-hmm. just, a, just a very comfortable uh, fitting watch, especially on something like this RAF, because uh, First of all, the case is a lot thinner than I thought it would be. It's it's yeah. one of those watches that looks huge in photos, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get that watch, and it's going to be like my big dive watch. And then I got it, I'm like, <laughs> this is this is actually really, really nice. <laughs> yeah, because well, um, I, think, I think even though the profile is small, some of the individual elements kind of look chunky. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you get yeah. these, the sense it's a large watch. But no, I guess you know, it's not. I, I saw it when it was here. It's not a large watch. Yeah, and there's there's a great deal of depth um, to the dial. You know, the markers <coughs> are, look kind of big. And so the hands and, you know, the, there's a big slope in the dial, like along the chapter ring. So it's just very cool. And, and kind of this weekend uh, for Memorial Day, uh, the wife and I went out to... Uh, Mount Baker Snoqualmie National Forest and we did like mm-hmm. the, the Middle Fork Trailhead um, and it was just I don't know it was nice to have like that watch on the hike but at the same time it was one of those spots where there's like no like cell signal no GPS like nothing and you're hiking for like 12 miles and you're like holy shit and for a second I thought like is this is this that time that I'm supposed to have one of those like abc like altimeter barometer compass like <laughs> watches um because i don't know how those work and i'm always intrigued by them mm-hmm. but uh nonetheless um it was nice to have the citizen out there and kind of do that little weekend adventure you, with it you know what i love in terms of our our relationship and personalities rough like roughing it roughing it to me is like going to like Epcot Flower and Garden without a camera. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like roughing it to you is like spending like days on the mountain living on like beaver jerky you smoke in a wildfire. <laughs> like no cell phones. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm just going on the trails. And like, I didn't know the trails were basically you fighting Predator in Predator 1. You know what I'm saying? It, it had its spots where it felt like Predator was just going to pop out of nowhere. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really good that was really good um it's a good movie man but it's a, it's a, no it was a pretty safe trail there was just this one part where you have to like uh cross this it's pretty wide creek with like some fast moving water and like really loose like stones and stuff like that and uh nora just ate it um <laughs> she told she totally fell um and I had the dog, and she was terrified. It was Bobby. cool. It was cool. I was crossing the water and like carrying the dog over my head, like 
like an AK-47 or something <laughs> I th- <laughs> <laughs> with like a backpack and, and all that stuff. So yeah, it was, you were, it was fun you, outing. You were basically an extra in Apocalypse Now. It just, I mean, really, you were basically there and everything. You just, yeah, with, you with just, a tiny chihuahua, yeah. With a tiny chihuahua. And, Dude, and, my, you, and if, my citizen uh, pro master diver. <laughs> Yeah, we. I remember you said like, "Oh, you know, Kaz, when you visit, we'll go on the trails, bro." I'm telling you right now, full, full disclosure. I'm gonna go in shorts, a sombrero, and like flip flops. I'm, I'm gonna go on that trail wearing exactly that stuff. All right. Yeah, you'd probably be fine. I don't know, man. It sounds like it'd be a little intense. A little some intense some people, flip-flops. some people out there were like decked out in like just this like crazy hiking gear with like poles and like insane backpacks i mean if if they were out there like camping and, and there for days but i think it's just one of those situations where like gear is just sold for the sake of it being sold like it's just well, not that's, really stuff I, you need like, they're, they're like, like walking rei billboard dude like it's <laughs> ridiculous but isn't that the like the niche of basically every single I mean, not, uh, the majority of like survival gear out there i mean how many situations will i actually find myself in where my paracord bracelet will save my life. I don't know, man. I don't know about Florida, but after moving to Washington, I figured out that there are there's an exponentially larger amount of things that can kill us out here. Uh, it, it, like <sighs> volcanoes and things like that. <laughs> Michael, Michael, if a volcano rains down on you, I don't care how much money you spend on equipment, you're going to die. All right? Like, that's just... Oh, yeah, especially where I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're we're just gonna become doomsday preppers. That that's what the wife and I decided. Oh, dude, can you can you please can me some chickens? <laughs> I'm not gonna can chickens. You can me a chicken, bro. <laughs> just poke holes so it can breathe, and just and just send it over here. I want a canned chicken. We need to do an episode on the uh, the perfect apocalypse watch. Oh my god! I mean, yeah. we could do it now. You want to do it now? Now we have we have some fun stuff to talk about. Maybe okay, it's, okay, maybe it's okay. a good time to to move on to the. Kind of the weird stuff that uh, we woke up to this morning. Yeah, really, really weird watch news. Um, the first thing, Michael, is what you told me about MB. I keep, I keep fucking this up. MB and F. M- MB and F. M- yep. Yeah, that's that's MB and F. And I mean, yeah. bef- before we, you know, before we start talking about this stuff, I just want to say that, you know, these are these are watches that I mean, we never even dream about owning. I, I don't even think I'd ever dish out that kind of cash if if i had it but um you know sometimes people ask us to give our opinions on like watch news or like kind of like the weird big news stuff that's going on even if it's like crazy expensive watches so we thought it would be fun to discuss um kind of two of the bigger stories that that came out today and one of them is this uh what is it called it's the uh alien alien pancreas replacement Yes, <laughs> perfect. Yes, the MBNF <laughs> HM6 Alien Nation is that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, for people that don't know about MBNF, they're kind of like a super crazy, like avant-garde, like manufacturer that creates these very modern, um, kind of like out of this world designs that look like spaceships or just like. They did the space pirate, right? Yeah, the space pirate, and I think I think this HM six is one of their earlier kind of space <clears throat> pirate designs. Yeah. Uh, except this one, this alien nation is like 
the watch is actually mostly all sapphire. Like most of the watch is just all sapphire with this like permanent blue kind of like active loom uh, coating. So it the watch almost like always has this blue glow to it, if I'm understanding this correctly. This thing is so stupid. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've, I, I, I appreciate any time someone sort of designs something that is... Um, intentionally expressive of something that's not congruent with what you see you know what i mean right. outside the box that's a really that's a really pretentious way of being outside the box i always appreciate when someone designs outside the box <laughs> but this is just like it just it upsets me like i don't why does this exist oh there's the little alien this is a this is a ridiculous one yeah so that that's another thing there um so i guess i guess maybe the inspiration of the watch is like a spaceship so, Ancient aliens, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, somebody, some kind of artist that they worked with—I I forget his name—crafted uh, some some of these like little gold aliens that kind of hang out around the watch, like the inside and the outside. And it looks like they're—it looks like they're piloting a, a spaceship. Um, so there you go. <laughs> That's why it's I called mean, the, the Alien Nation. This I, I said it before. And I'm going to say it again. This literally this looks like 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 a heart transplant for Predator. That's that's two Predator references in one episode. Yeah, maybe maybe it's that. Uh, what is it called? It's called uh, AGT Ambient Glowing Technology. So it's like a like a solid luminant uh, glaze that I guess they put over the watch, and it has that it has that kind of like futuristic. 3D printed organ kind of feel to it. I don't know. Yeah. So 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 what what upsets me is not the fact that this watch exists, but explain to people the story behind this watch specifically, this HM HM6 hunk of shit, whatever it's called, HM6. Yeah. So this thing was thing. Yeah. I mean, I saw this last night uh, before it like came out, um, and I saw the price and I was like, oh my god, whatever. But I expected it. So the price is. Five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, good. So just straight up half a million. Uh, <laughs> there are only four of them. Um, and while I don't think this is yet confirmed, but um, there's a source out there that's saying that uh, you know a very prominent um, MBNF collector was shown this uh, HM6 Alien Nation watch. I guess he or she was shown all four of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess they couldn't decide, so they bought all four. Oh. Um, spent two million on uh, four watches. You know, all, dude, all the same you, watch. You know, what I did the other day, Michael. The other day, I did. Uh, I was in the grocery store. And I spent about ten minutes really stressing about the fact um, if I wanted to save forty cents on buying the Publix brand pasta, pasta, or the <laughs> brand name pasta. I stood there for a good, good ten minutes with the bottom. Like, mm, 40, 40 cents now might be a dollar in a year. Uh, that was about that was about ten minutes in the grocery store. You know what I mean? This motherfucker. What bothers me is that it kind of promotes this idea in 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 watch collecting and neurology, which is so counterintuitive, and it really really upsets me. And I'm super afraid people think it's normal, and 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 people I know and love are sort of guilty of doing this. But I just I just don't want it to be the case anymore. Which where for some reason there's this weird conflation within horology um, is that it's a matter of kind of mass consumerism. 
You're only a watch collector or you're a watch collector as long as you keep buying watches. Keep buying watches. Keep buying all these watches. Oh, I'm a I'm an MBNF collector. Okay, well you're gonna have to purchase every single fucking iteration of this of this ugly hunk of, of shit watch that ever comes out of that fucking <laughs> factory. You know what I'm saying? And like that for some reason, like people feel like I'm only an authentic collector if I A, buy expensive, which is just nothing 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 gets my pickle in a twist, which is a new phrase I'm saying now. More than that. The other thing that gets my pickle in a twist is when people just think it's just a matter of just consuming. I just have to keep buying watches. It's something that I'm guilty of. I'm like, I did, like, there was a pocket of time, Michael, you know, where I would just, like, uh, I just, I just had a bunch of watches coming in. And I, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know. And the only reason I single this out specifically is because this is newsworthy. Like, what if you're someone that's just collecting watches or you're just getting into watches now and you start seeing the story on big watch press outlets because those are the ones that are, most accessible to new watch collectors and you think oh man i would love to be a collector like that one day where i could just buy the entire line like dude no you don't it's ridiculous man yeah and i i'm gonna bring up something that i've said before i i think you know at this point if you're if you're the one that maybe bought all four of these alienation mbnfs if you're listening (laughs) if you're listening call us if you're listening, call us, and you'll find our Patreon link in the in the show notes below. Yeah, yeah, maybe you should take a look at that page. Um, anyways, can people call in? Imagine if people call in the show. Um, hey, we might be able to add it. I think that would be a blast, man. I think that would be fun. Have folks call in a live show. But yeah, live if, show, dude. If you're, you know, if you're doing this, I mean, and the people that do this and and remain private, relatively private about it. Um, just you're like you're like a really like just crazy art collector at that point because this this happens in the world of of art all the time you know uh, you know people buying these like museum pieces and just like you know spending millions and putting it in their homes and stuff like that um and i just i don't even it's not even watch collecting but exactly are you buying are you buying this specific piece of art or this entire collection of art because you really there's something about it that you find kind of expressive of your own personal experience or are you buying it just to spend money and buy expensive shit well i certainly i certainly hope so i i certainly hope that the person that bought all four of these just really enjoys mbnf really enjoys their designs you know what what they kind of do in terms of like technical and material innovations Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, this is just something that they do for themselves and they have the means to do so. That's great. Now, if like a week from now we start seeing the watch on like the hashtag watch fam, uh, kind of feed and we see some, some douche nozzle, like pouring champagne on his like HM6 aliens watch, then, then that person probably sucks flabby donkey dick. I still, um, I still, I still have to do. What I told you I was going to do, I was going to take the Casio MDV-106. Um, I was going to put it in a glass and just going to pour Gatorade over it. I totally forgot I had to do that. Or like or like Ovaltine. What should I pour on my Casio MDV-106, Mike? Can you do like, what, what's that kind of, it's not a baby formula. Is it a baby? Like a, like Ensure or something like that? I, I could do Ensure. Oh my God, I'm staring at a bottle of Manischewitz right now. I can pour <laughs> Manischewitz over it. That's classy. That is cla- that's gonna be a sticky fucking watch afterwards, but I think that would be incredible. Or what you could also do instead of instead of lighting, instead of lighting a cigar uh, by the exhaust of your Aventador, you can just take like a like a raggy like 
crusty cigarette and like light it on like on the exhaust of your Kia with the Casio on wrist. That that'll be I'm, a good Instagram. I'm shot. I'm I'm gonna light my 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 wet and broken, crumbly, black and mile on on like <laughs> a, a flaming toast. Like toast I have straight up just burned. It's on fire. My my fire alarm is going off, but that's not important, Michael. What's fucking important is getting my disgusting black and mild lit that I found underneath my front driver's seat two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. So if you know that's if, the shot I'm gonna do. <laughs> like I said, if we start seeing if we start seeing uh this watch on Instagram in the halls of the Bourgeois Arab or something, um <laughs> then then maybe this isn't the kind of guy that really bought it to appreciate it and, and just bought it for the sake of showing off. Uh but yeah. I, I I doubt, I, I sincerely doubt that if you're the kind of person to drop two million on four watches you're doing it to to show off. I mean, maybe it's a dealer, for all we know. Interesting. I never thought of that. So you think a dealer is going to buy them for five hundred thousand a piece and then potentially hold on to them, maybe drum up interest with some more of this digital press news, and then make a profit? Yeah, I don't know, but uh, you know, the watch. Um, it's an interesting watch, and and if I kind of I kind of like these these modern MBNF designs, maybe not the. Uh, the space pirate ones, but they have some more traditional like circular cases. Uh, something's on fire. Something is, I was going to say, I, I didn't want to be rude, but it sounds like you should probably get out of the building. Yeah. Something, something's on fire. Um, I know that, 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 that's a, that's a different siren. That, that's a new one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. They're, they're, ha- they're happening all day, man. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah. Yeah. The kind of, kind of more traditional, uh, MBNF style watches. I, I kind of like those, but this, this is kind of out there. Um, however, people do enjoy these like larger than life designs, and uh, that's why I'm I'm always kind of directing people to brands like Dietrich and Seven Friday, um, if they're looking for something super modern and uh, crazy looking. I still love uh, <laughs> during Basel when Dietrich um, kind of put eyes on that. Uh, what was it? That Perception Dietrich Perception. Is that the carbon forged one? Uh, that's the one where they basically kind of modified the watch to like look like a broken egg, and like the second hand counts sixty seconds, but it looks like a it look it looks like one of those fucking like melted clocks. Mm. I think it's I think it's the fucking uh, Dietrich per Dietrich Dietrich. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yes, Dietrich perception. It does look like a melted clock. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool. See, that's fun. I think that's just so, that's very playful. It's not, I mean, it is avant-garde, but there's still something um, like like uh, 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 authentically accessible about the watch. Plus, I'm pretty sure that's not a, a $500,000 watch. Yeah, it's probably one of the pricier ones. Definitely not under 1000 or anything like that. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's going to be one of the more expensive uh, watches in like the Dietrich product line. But that's not saying it's super. I mean, it's super expensive for me, but compared to other stuff, it's it's yeah. it's a cool brand. It's a cool brand. Yeah. And with MBNF, I do like uh, some of their artist collaborations, like uh, or collaborations with like uh, I think it's called Lepe. They they did that like rocket ship that? that rocket ship uh, clock thing that I showed you. Oh puzzle. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, when do you think MBNF is going to collaborate with us? Um. That that might be uh Maybe they can help us make the sea cucumber. That might be never. <laughs> oh. I think I think one day they'll wise up. But yeah, I mean 
that's that's this watch uh kind of all all sapphire flying tourbillon thing uh aliens inside flying it around your wrist and uh it's five hundred thousand dollars welcome welcome to the uh modern luxury watch industry (laughs) uh god my heart my shitty heart can't take this what else did we see (laughs) So I woke up to something which completely boggled my mind. Um, it did. I I I didn't even know this was on this brand's radar, and I'm sort of afraid of their pursuit of it. So apparently, Citizen put out a tourbillon. <laughs> yeah, Citizen put out a ninety thousand dollar, granted beautifully decorated, uh, tourbillon. Um, the back, uh, the the de- it's got really really fun decorations. Not just these these crummy Geneve stripes, but just um kind of the shapes and uh, um what you see and don't see from the back of the movement is very very pretty. Um, mm-hmm. I'm terrified that this watch exists, Michael, because I don't want it to be representative of like a trend they're trying to do now. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe this is their way of sort of trying to compete with Grand Seiko. But at the same time, we talked about this in the pre-talk. Why the fuck did they just put this in their fucking Campanola line? Or Campan... Campanola? Campanola? You know what I'm talking about. I don't, yeah, I don't know much about that line. That um, is like... A, that's like their super high-end... Like, they're only JDM pieces. That's not. They're not in this country. Like, that's like... Those are like five seven thousand dollar citizens and they're like there's they're groovy as shit they're like super like avant-garde but like really really cool looking really weird shit right you know um well so i guess this is their first uh, i guess they've never never done this before i not uh, that i'm aware of so maybe maybe uh keeping that attached to the you know direct citizen name is yeah something that they, they were interested in um we talked about this a, li- a, a little bit maybe um Maybe they're trying to kind of work out this kind of manufacturing for some of the other brands that they own, like Frederic Constant, um, uh, for kind of tourbillon watches later on down the line with those brands. Uh, I'm I'm not really sure. All we have now are are these renders, and you know, the watch does look nice. Uh, we talked about the dial text. Um, it's I probably would have yeah. done that differently. People people seem pretty butthurt about the um, the dial text. I I didn't even see it. I'm I'm more upset at the, the fact that it's a two hander. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that that pisses me off, dude. If I'm if I'm if I'm spending <gasps> spending ninety thousand fucking dollars that I don't have on a watch, at least give me three fucking hands on it. All right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least let me set it to atomic time <laughs> but, right at least at least at least let me have the fucking second hands on it all right dude? so i i mean unless for some reason like i'm missing it there's there's only two hands on this watch which is a little a little ridiculous to me yeah i i didn't notice that until now but that's that's what it looks like and uh um, yeah. but you know i think uh i think they could have done more than two i i think these are going to sell and i think yeah they, they only they could have done more they only made two of these, just to clarify for folks. I think maybe they made two to test the waters and to potentially justify ninety thousand dollars. But I don't. Who the fuck's gonna spend ninety thousand dollars on this watch? Do any Arab sheikhs collect citizen? I'm not sure. I don't think so, dude. I think yeah. that one. I I think that's if one does, he's like the Steve Urkel of the group. Everyone laughs at him. Yeah, you know what if, I mean? if if I were if I were to spend uh, kind of crazy money on a citizen, it would be the uh, I don't know if you saw it. I think it was like Basel World twenty sixteen. 
Uh, but it was called the Citizen Eco Drive One, and it was the thinnest, um, like the thinnest oh, yeah. Eco Drive they ever made. Yeah, it's was, it was kind of expensive. I think there was one that was even like six thousand um, dollars. That's a lot of money. But I think there's like a stainless steel one that is uh, like twenty six hundred or something like that. But if I yeah, if I was gonna spend crazy money on a Citizen, it would be that watch. Um, because yeah, I've, I've I was I've always been kind of fascinated by how thin they managed to get that thing. It's like seriously, yeah. like, like a quarter, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know who's buying. I don't know who's buying ninety thousand um, dollar citizen watches. I mean, who's who's buying the crazy uh, like Creedor minute repeaters? Yeah. The thing is, you know what's funny about those watches? I don't think anyone actually buys those watches. I just think because I know they tour. They tour at least in the U.S. all the time. Like just recently, they had um, Creedor uh, pieces touring in the Miami boutique down here. I think it's just one of those like, I think it's like you know you, you know concept cars in like automobiles. Like it's like oh yeah. look how cool this thing is. I feel like some of those Creedor pieces are like that. But for some reason, with this Citizen watch, I feel like they expect someone to buy it. I don't know why. Yeah, and I think they'll sell, actually. Interesting. Uh, I think they'll sell, and I think they could have done more than just two. Um, but yeah, we'll, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's it's kind of, uh, I don't know if, would you go as far as to say it's kind of a jab to the uh, Swiss watch industry? No. Oh, of course. I I, I think, I mean, I mean, any, any, any time you see someone doing some sort of, Turby on thing. I feel like it's a jab. I think I also. So I think it's two things. I think it's it's a it's a it's a it's a veiled jab at the Swiss industry. But I think it's also a more potentially a purposeful like, hey, listen, you know, turbions coming out of Asia aren't just like cheap forty dollar Chinese turbions. Like because the whole because the, the the text on the dial that everyone's getting really upset about it says designed and manufactured in Tokyo, right. and it's right under the logo. So. Mm-hmm. Earlier, Mike was saying, well, they could have just said Tokyo. And I think I made the joke, like, oh, and how are you supposed to tell your rich friends yeah. that this was designed until... I think it's I think it's purposeful. I think they're just like, listen, this is... this is Don't think of this as necessarily an Asian watch. This is specifically a Japanese watch. And it has this sweet... I guess I have no idea if it's a good term. I don't, I don't know if Turbion is good or bad or what. You know what I mean? But, like, it's got this thing in here and, like... Even if you don't factor in the tourbillon, the back of this watch really is gorgeous. I, 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 you know, it's really, 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 really prettily decorated in the back. But it's just, I don't know. It's, it's. I, I hope we see more, um, kind of built on this. If they just do this one thing and never really bring it up ever again, and be kind of like weirded out, you know. But mm-hmm. I, I, in the next year or so, I think it'll be interesting to see how this kind of evolves. Like, I, I think it'll be fun. But um. Well, um, you know, if anybody wants to uh, see us do a review with the (laughs) Citizen Turbion uh, Y01, uh, let us know and and we'll write to Citizen and ask them to send us one to review. Just one of the two. I don't think we've written just just, just one of the two. Don't send us both. That would be insane. One of the two. I want to take a picture of it with my cat. All right. Um. You know what's funny? Of all the brands, we've reached out to a whole bunch of brands to get press access for um, the website. And, and a lot of them have actually responded positively, which is fantastic. Um, some of them haven't. I'm looking at you, Zodiac. Why don't you want to work with us, Zodiac? We want to be we want to be your friends. All right? I'm, con- I'm convinced they're not real. No, pr- no one is running that brand. 
It kind of does feel like that sometimes, right? <laughs> um, but uh, we haven't reached out to Citizen yet. That's weird. Well, this is this is kind of a great... I guess this is a good opportunity. Two broke watch knobs would love to review your $90,000 turbion. It's a, it's a good icebreaker, I think. <laughs> we'll see, we'll we'll, see how that, that works we'll out. Let, we'll let you guys fly us up to New York... <laughs> Wherever you want us to meet you, we'll we'll hang out with the watch. We'll go get five guys while wearing the watch. Just greasy burger dripping down my watch wrist, and then yeah. we'll give it back to you. You know, sprinkle sprinkle some of the Cajun sauce. Uh, Cajun, <laughs> what is that Cajun like seasoning on the on the watch? Yeah, yeah, I know. The last time I was at a Five Guys, I think it was the I think the year was two thousand and twelve, and I was on Long Island, and it was disgusting. It was just this wet bready ball of grease. The burger was crushed under the weight of its own grease and just kind of went back to the most natural shape found in, in, in nature. And I was a, a sphere. The burger turned to a grease sphere. It was disgusting, dude. I don't, yeah. I don't understand that burger. I mean, I you know haven't had a burger in a while. But the, the thing, I guess the charm behind Five Guys for me is not necessarily the burger. You know, the burger is just a burger. <clears throat> but man, it's that bag of fries that you get. You do get a big old big a big old fucking bag of fries. That's it. that's what it's all about. And then you're like, no, nah, I'm not gonna fin. I'm not gonna finish the bag of fries. I'm gonna eat the fries <laughs> in the container. I'm gonna take the fries home, put them in my refrigerator, have them later on in the week. But then you finish the bag of fries and you're like, fuck, I did that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They that's right. They take the bag, they take a container, but it's four fries, and put that in the bag empty. As if they're being coy, and then they just fill the whole fucking bag with fries. <laughs> What's the point of the container? I don't know. Oh my! I think I'm, I'm like a Seinfeld moment. Who are these people? Like I just. <laughs> oh my god, dude! This is there's a Five Guys about 35 seconds from my fucking apartment. Maybe I'll just go there today after after we record. I am pretty fucking hungry right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty hungry too. But I won't be going to Five Guys. I'm not even Ugh. sure. I'm not even sure we have those here. But um. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the rioting hipster hordes would just burn that shit to the ground. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yes. I'm sure. They, I'm sure they. I'm sure they would bring dolphin safe matches and just burn that shit to the ground. All right. Uh, maybe I mean, um, this, this citizen's interesting. I want to see what happens. I'm. I'm I want to see if like, you know, what the aftermath is. Uh, if we start seeing turbions, affordable turbions in Frederick Constance, then okay, I could understand what happened. You know, but if I don't know, it, it'll it'll be interesting. You know, I, you I don't even care. I don't even care about a turbion that much. Like I, I think I, I still barely see the point. I think turbions are as useful as male nipples. In all honesty, yeah. Like, there's 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 no fucking purpose. I don't. I could I could slice these off right now and be. I'll probably bleed to death. But like biologically, there's no need for me to have them right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's that's a that's a good point. So it's it's the the male nipple complication <laughs> of the. <laughs> The watch industry. You're right here, folks. Turbions are like male nipples. We don't really need them. All right. You should write that down. I want to write it down. Turbions are like male nipples. I, mm. Are there two P's or one P in nipple? Nipple? It's, it's two P's. It's definitely two P's, two L's, two E's, and two S's. That's fucking confusing as shit. Don't. That's. Hold on. Turbions are mm, like. Male. Oh, I just spelled male like 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 post male. That's interesting. Let me cross mm-hmm. that out. Yep, happens male to me all the time. <laughs> nipples. Turbions are like male nipples. You'll need them. Here's your folks. Thanks. Thanks <laughs> for reading what we write, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, should we get to the 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 
this is a topic I think we've kind of talked about before, and I want to talk about it specifically in this lens. Um, should we get to the main topic? Is there anything else? Is there any, any other watch news that we want to talk about? I can't. I don't think so. I think we're ready. I think we can move on to the main topic. Um, yeah. So it's the we're talking again just to, the idea about the 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 one the one watch like the one watch guy. And I was thinking about it the other day because I was looking at um, stuff we've recorded before and stuff I'm planning on writing. And a lot of talk also is about like the ideal watch collection because when you collect, when you build a collection, that's the point. You're building something and inevitably something that you're building, something you're growing has to end. You know, the the, 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 the collection has to reach like a point where it's done. And so we've done, I think, an ideal watch collection before where it's like one diver, one I don't know, dress watch, or, you know, the, the, I think I think like a wild card watch. I can't remember what the fuck we did. It was a really good episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but is it possible that the ideal watch collection isn't actually a collection? Is it the one watch? Is your watch collecting done when you have, you know, one watch? And I think it's one of those things. Where, actually, it just popped in my head. Also, Michael, you're talking about like, oh well, you know, we have talked about that, but we don't really have those inclinations anymore. I sort of think about it as like, you know, when you're dating. When you're dating, you can't possibly conceive of spending your life with one person. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're 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 what's the you're you're playing the field. You don't think about yes, this is the one person, this is the one dude, this is the one chick I want to spend the rest of my life with. You don't think about that until you meet the person. If I can't see myself having an ideal watch collection of one watch, is that because I haven't met the one watch yet? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure. I can definitely say that the idea was more alluring in the past. Uh just having kind of Well, you're talking about you you can talk really about about downsizing your collection. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about downsizing. Uh because usually what happens with me is that I begin to accumulate a fuck ton of divers. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Am I, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I focused? Is this, um, did I, did I get all of these because I, I really liked them all together. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, you know, am I wearing them? That's something that I didn't really, yeah, that's something that I didn't really consider before. I was like, yeah, buy watches, like whatever, you know, there I have them and that's it. But then you realize like, Oh man, like, am I, am I wearing them? Um, so yeah. that that kind of that kind of freaks me out a little bit, and you know, the less that you have, um, you know, the less chance that you'll you'll run into that kind of issue. Um, I've kind of moved away from the one watch thing, and I try to kind of play with these little ideas in my mind of what would be perfect. Because some people are like, "Oh, you need a diver, you need a pilot, you need this, you need a chrono," and um. The other day I was thinking like it would be cool to have um what is it the diver right the driver and the flyer um, <laughs> okay what's so, the driver like a like a chronograph yeah so the driver would be something like your your chronograph something like a speedmaster or like a like a Hoyer like Monaco or something like that or you know some, something just like you know like a Bulova moon watch uh, you got your diver, and then uh, in your flyer, you can put something like your um, 
you know, if if you do want some kind of like big pilot looking thing, there there are a lot of options out there from Stova or whatever, uh, or you can you can make that your GMT watch, uh, which I I think is necessary. Like I I eventually. It's the it's the watch that I've been taking the longest to purchase because I think it's like yeah, you you don't have a GMT that's hysterical to yeah, me yeah but I always talk about them <laughs> right that's hysterical oh man yeah so Ugh, I, I, mean, I know how I I know how I'm gonna escalate the gift for God no don't don't it's, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a fifty dollar Cracker Jack GMT if they make <laughs> one I don't know if Cracker Jack puts those in their boxes. <laughs> But yeah, some, sometimes I think about down, downsizing and it's because I'm, I'm playing with those little uh, ideas in my mind. And that's, that's you, the latest you, you're one. You're afraid the amount of watches you have is kind of curtailing your, your ability to collect thoughtfully. You don't feel like you have a thoughtful collection. Yeah, my biggest fear is making uh, these kind of knee-jerk shot-from-the-hip purchases that uh, I have done before. And I know I have. Um and then finding that I just don't really care about the watch. And and you you're left wondering, you know, like is is buying the watch actually what you care more about than you know, hmm. owning it? Um because I'm sure like, like, I'm sure people have felt that before, you know, they they buy the watch, they finally have it, and then, you know, a couple of weeks later it's just like, eh, you know? I think it's um what is what is my fiance called? Retail therapy. You know, you, you, you diffuse something in your life with the pleasure of buying something. You know what I mean? So if you're really upset, like at work, <laughs> yeah. you, you find pleasure in just spending money on something. Yeah, I mean, Is that what you're talking about? Or, or, can, or am I totally missing really, the point? No, no, that, that, can, that can be it because that happens with anything really. That, ha- that can happen with shoes. That can happen with purses. That can be with sure. cars if you're that kind of person. That can happen with uh, HM6 alienation watches. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, anything, anything that kind of, any way that I can grow to connect to collect more thoughtfully, mm-hmm. is is what I'm going to be thinking about. But I don't think it's going to be. I don't think the one watch is the way to do it. Like I I've, like this. I'm sorry. I've decided that I can't. I can't do that. Wow, interesting. Yeah. I like this 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 power trio you've compiled here: the diver, the driver, the flyer. I think that's kind of um, it's like a fun sort of collecting idiom. Almost, you know what I mean, or acronym DDF. What's your hashtag DDF? Please don't. That might be like a like a street drug. I have no idea what the hell DDF is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude. Every, everything is everything. That's what I've learned. All right. Yeah. Um. So what would you? You said Monaco as your driver. Would you choose that actually as your as your like chrono driver? Man, I think the Monaco is a cool watch. I fucking um, love that watch. I fucking love that watch. When I saw it at Wind Up, I was so upset. <laughs> Somebody had it there. Yeah, dude. Okay. Oh wait, no, hold. On. I'm I'm so I'm 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 thinking of the I'm I'm thinking of the mm, it's either the Monza or the or the or the Camaro. Yeah, one of those. I mean, but really, a driver in my mind is something like the Speedmaster because that's what it was originally intended for. It was a driver's watch uh, before it, it became its whole like. You could, get, you could always get you could always get just just get a Daytona get like a blinged out oh yeah yeah solid just gold Daytona all, all day I'll, I'll join the uh, the five year <laughs> waiting list for the new ceramic one you know totally um, but yeah that's that's kind of that's something like that is more attractive to me than the one watch but I will say I will say that I think it's safe to say that at some point 
people that do collect. I think it's I think this is true with almost any watch collector. I think at some point they're going to look at their collection and say like, "Wow. I can get rid of all of this <laughs> and have money to buy X, Y, or Z." Mm-hmm. Or the one watch or one good watch. So, I think it's something everyone faces at one point. Yeah, that's that's definitely a challenge that I I, I think people people come across. And and if if I do ever think about the one watch, like later on down the line, 15, 20 years or whatever, I, it, it might be because I look at whatever collection I have at that time and I'm like, hmm, if I sell all of this stuff, the purchase won't be that bad, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting? I, we, I, I've talked about this before with you offline. I mean, talking about the pre-talk and I was kind of weird about talking about it on air, but I'll talk about it on air. There actually is a watch I'm thinking about removing from my collection so i never i said i would never i I felt weird about getting rid of a watch or whatever but like i and based on what you said a minute ago you look at your box and you say hmm you know i could sell this or whatever but the big one is i don't wear this i haven't worn my steverall bronze more in so fucking long dude yeah like i don't know and so in my brain i'm like man like does that mean i can live without it should i consider i see i feel weird selling it i would think about trading it you know what I mean? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's totally a possibility. Uh, but you know that, <laughs> and it, it it might that might not happen because you don't like the watch either. That might happen because like this, you know, the EcoDrive ProMaster that I have that I'm wearing right now, um, you know, the other watches in the box. It's not because I don't like them. It's just because I happen to put this one on because I was doing something one day, and I just haven't taken it off. Because it's, right. it's a really good watch, you know, um, and and maybe that's something that you're experiencing too. Maybe maybe it's not something, some kind of negative feature that you know the watch has. Uh, you know, maybe you're just you get your satisfaction in in wearing other watches. Um, Here, you know, you, you know what? Hang tight for two seconds. I'm gonna go. Put, I'm, I'm gonna go put the watch on. I'm gonna bring it and put it on. I'll be right back. He's gonna put the watch on. He, he <laughs> left me. He left me all alone. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think? Should Kaz uh, should Kaz sell that watch? Should he trade that watch? Should he uh, bake a cake around the watch and uh, mail that to one of you guys? All right, I'm back. I'm oh, back. thank God, that, because I, I forgot what I was talking about. What were you talking? Were you talking the whole time? I was talking the whole time. I don't want dead air. What were you talking about? Uh, you'll find out later. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I got the watch in my hands right now. Dude, this thing is so fucking cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, sweetie, how could I ever trade you away? You you are, you are, um, <laughs> you are quite large. This is a giant fucking watch. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like a big watch, especially if you're wearing like an SNK for yeah, a few days. <laughs> right? I have them, I have them next to each other. One of them looks like a little tumor. The other one's a big tumor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, man! This is a cool looking watch. Yeah, you know it's it's so funny. I guess I just haven't haven't. What the fuck was that? It sounded like someone's being attacked upstairs by Velociraptors. I just haven't worn this in a while. Maybe I'll hang on to it. I don't know. I'm yeah, winding it up right now. Yeah, selling watches is always kind of a because it, it can is, be a I, big I, decision. You know, I, I I think about selling it, and I just remember how happy I was when I bought it, and I'm just like, well, then if I sell this watch. If I sell this watch in pursuit of some kind of weird ideal collection, was I not really happy back then? You know what I mean? Like, was I completely just like, 
uh, uh, well, your taste, like a, your taste is always going to evolve. It's not, it's not, it's not a matter of being happy at some point and sad the other, you know, as you, mm. as you kind of, I think as you develop your passions and, you know, especially if one of those passions is collecting, that passion is going to evolve over time. Some, and it, it can be with any kind of collection, stamp collecting, CDs, right. guitars, that collection, you know, is not going to look the same five years later, 10 years later or whatever. It's always going to evolve. Um, and, and I think, I think that's part of the fun in collecting anything. You see yourself evolve along with your collection. Yeah. That's yeah, not no, nece- true that. That's not necessarily because you don't like the things you've gotten rid of. So that's so that's so crazy. Then is it possible to have an ideal watch collection? If you're if you collect in a way which is expressive of your own personal journey, but if your personal journey and your kind of taste and predilections are always changing, then it's not possible. The only time you have a deal watch collection is when you die and you physically can't collect anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yes. who's to say if I make it to 80, if if my if my undiagnosed heart condition doesn't kill me tomorrow morning, if I make it to like 80 and I buy a watch and I'm like, yep, this is it. This is the last watch I'm ever going to need because I'm 80 years old and uh, I got it. But then when I turn 81, what if I don't like that watch anymore? You know what I mean? Which is entirely possible. I mean, then you, then you get rid of it, man. You're, you're you get 81. rid of it. You're 81. Life is short at that point. You're 80. You're 81. You can walk around in your underwear. And no one's gonna say anything. <laughs> Dude, um, this watch is this watch is so. It's like I'm discovering this watch for the first time again. This watch is so fucking cool. Yeah, that happens, and that that happened to me with the uh, the SKX 009. I think it's part of the reason I chose to do a a watch fast with it. So yeah. Dude, you got you got to see this thing in person. I cannot wait for you to see this thing in person. Yeah, I have never handled anything from um, Stevrol. Closest yeah, you got is, that. You, the Raven. you got that Raven. Yeah, that thing is sick. Yeah, that's uh, that's another watch that I've been feeling pretty uh, lukewarm about as well. So. Really? Uh, is it so? Is it? I'm I'm gonna throw it right back at you. Is it because you feel like you haven't worn it, or you just really aren't feeling it? The watch upsets me in some ways. Okay, like like in the in the same way a television show upset you, or in the same way I upset my father with my life choices. A television show. Okay, good, thank God. All right, yes, continue. So the watch, the watch is, in every way, the perfect execution of that kind of old world big crown submariner look. Yeah, um, it's just perfect in that regard. Uh, Forty millimeters, um. 20 millimeter lugs it's not tall it has the crystal has like a nice like it's not a dome but it's got like a nice vintagey sort of presence but it's like black dlc coating or pvd or whatever it is and that's just when you take uh when you take a very classic design like that and you kind mm. of incorporate that sort of finishing which is i guess a little more modern um it, it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Sure. So, I think, would it be more authentic for like, uh, like, a, like, a, like a chronograph to have that? Because wasn't the first watches to have that coating, wasn't, wasn't it the Monza? Yeah, they were, they were more like 70s design. So it was more about looking space age, um, you know, <laughs> and, and kind of, you know, using that kind of new crazy finishing and stuff like that. But, you know, the Raven, it's a, it's a great watch. Uh, I, I think if you're going to get one, uh, the best one to get is just the stainless steel. If you do brushed or um, 
or like bead blasted um whatever he offers but mm. that's that's kind of that's my issue with that watch um but you know some, this, sometimes this, this sometimes watch i wear is so it fucking cool yeah yeah this is the first time i've worn this watch um Ooh, maybe maybe december okay yeah God, that's, a, been that's so a long, long. time <laughs> yeah the only other watch i haven't worn that long is the fucking apple watch which i refuse to wear that 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 someone got me as a gift oh yeah you gotta get that on the feed man yeah i'm gonna put my fucking apple watch on the feed <laughs> so i mean at least me i don't think i would ever be that one watch person mm-hmm. unless i looked at my collection and i'm like man there's like a lot of money here, a lot more than I thought. <laughs> so the idea, so it, for you would be a financial thing. Like for you, you would feel almost like, is it financially smarter to ha- instead of having ten, instead of having ten two hundred dollar watches, should I just have one two thousand dollar, like a one like sick two thousand dollar watch? Like this is a relevant example we talk about all the time. Should I sell my eight watches and just buy a fucking Black Bay, which is which is an incredible fucking watch? Those early ones, I don't like any of these new ones. Like yeah. like 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 the early one with the Etta in it, mm-hmm. not not that in house bullshit. You know what yeah, I mean? I'd get the same one if I did the the Black Bay. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's strictly a financial thing for me, but I think that I um. This is gonna sound super cheesy these days, but I I do feel like a like a minimalist at times. Uh, mm-hmm. I get I get scared when I start to accumulate a lot. Um. And I, I kind of feel like it's my responsibility in some weird way to just try to refocus myself and, um, you know, cut down on the clutter and just keep the things that I truly, truly enjoy. Um, and kind of that not wearing a watch is, um, is one of those indicators that starts to make me panic in a way. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think it could be you projecting? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this in like an accusatory way because I do it too. Do you think it's you projecting like a need? Because if if your watch collection is analogous to kind of like the journey of your life, if you're wayward at any time, do you feel like you might project that need for order on your collection? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um... Because I feel for me, watch collecting is a very, very personal thing, especially with you know, Rivka watches, like it's a very, the, the, the acts of, of handling and ch- deciding on a watch, it's very, very personal. And so I, I, it, for me, it's almost kind of evolving to the point where it's not just about, I think this watch is pretty. Like it's almost getting like, I don't know, like not, 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 meta, not metaphysical because that's fucking ridiculous, but like just more, more than just about a watch. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. And I, th- I think also this happens, um, you know, maybe maybe we're not actually entirely sure what kind of collectors we are at this point. That's um, a really fair point. Yeah. You know, if you you have collectors that collect watches because they want um, I mean, first of all, because they buy what they like. Uh, you have collectors that feel like they need to fit every single slot of uh, watch genre. Right. And then you have collectors like Mark Gordon. Uh, which I, I think is like <laughs> it's a whole other level for people who don't know who are just tuning in and may have forgotten Mark Gordon is probably um probably the most famous Russian watch collector on earth he has a growing collection of 2,000 pieces that span you know pre-USSR uh, current or like like you know USSR post-USSR current I mean it's just it's 
it's a staggering collection of watches. Like go to his website ussrtime.com yeah. and just search the site. It's 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 about as pretty as a as a pile of garbage, but it's very intuitive <laughs> if you're like like searching the website. Really easy to search and navigate the website. It looks like, it looks like dog shit, but it's a really, really yeah. fun site to just kind of go and click around. And for most of the watches, he's got stories about how he got it and like what makes this watch different from this watch. And he'll, it's really, really cool. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe after discussing this for, for some time, um, maybe that's it. Maybe I just haven't found my focus yet. Uh, maybe I don't know what kind of collection I want right now. Um. I would, I would, I would, I would counter that by saying I think you have found your focus, but you're afraid to acknowledge it. You just want to buy Seiko divers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's totally cool, man. That 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 that's sick. You know, it it is it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> kind of just like Mark Gordon. You look at somebody like Spencer Klein, um, mm-hmm. and he's. I mean, other than other than the channel that he does, he, he runs that channel kind of for his clients to show them like live uh, evaluations on what he has to do and what he's going to do. Um, but he does share some kind of like personal collection videos, but never, never anything very like in depth, um, which I think if he did might be like a four hour video. Um, this is what I'm assuming <laughs> at this point, but yeah, sometimes I do think like, oh yeah, maybe I can be that guy. Cause, cause I do gravitate, I do gravitate towards Seiko divers and mm-hmm. I will say with ultimate certainty, whatever kind of collection I do have at any time is going to have some kind of iteration of a Seiko diver. Um, of course. I've, I told, I told you, you know, just the other night, like I'm thinking about getting rid of the turtle. And then I told you in please, the same night, don't. I told you in the same night, I'm like, ah, oh, I can't get rid of the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I was so stupid about five or 10 minutes ago. And then, and then, you know, two days later, I'm like, what if I get rid of the turtle <laughs> and somehow like finagle my way into like, like an, like an SBDX, uh, zero one seven, like Marine master. Like, oh, that's a cool watch. You know, like maybe I'll try one of those, but whatever, whatever I do decide, I do know that, um, some kind of Seiko diver is always going to be in the collection. Even, even sure. if, even if I, in an alternate universe, am the person that purchased, um, all of the alien nation watches. It was totally you. I fucking know it was you, dude. <laughs> you're fucking like, I know for a fact you're like, you're like the, 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 the backup guitarist for Eddie Vedder's solo project. That's why you moved to Seattle. <laughs> and I know, I, I fucking know you bought all those watches, bro. Stay tuned to two broke Reviews coming soon. <laughs> if you guys see an MBNF review on our website, I, I, you, you literally have permission to call us out on our bullshit. I'm, I am, I, I, I can say without, I mean, it's all. I, you should never say anything definitively, definitively, because because only only sits deal and absolutes. But I can fucking definitively say that you're never going to see an MBNF review on the Two Broke Watch Snobs website. Maybe maybe for like an April Fool's post. <laughs> Maybe that's what we no, do dude. For, for an April, April for an April Fool's post, for an April Fool's post, we are going to do a watch like a like a like a like like a watch made from Ublo, like from like the foreskin of Moses' son at the Zipporah, like cut it off. Like they sent an archaeological team over over to Egypt, you know what I mean? And they found the foreskin, 
and they were able to fabricate a watch around I, I can't remember the son's name I'm, I'm blanking on it right now around that and you can have it for the low low price of seven billion dollars you know what I'm saying and so oh, if man, everyone was, in the world <laughs> if everyone in the world contributes one dollar hey we can all share the watch if every single person on earth puts in one dollar Guyanese poor children I'm looking at you too everyone's got to do it yeah Put in one dollar, you can get the watch. Yeah, let's let's do the math then. If everybody <laughs> on the planet can share the watch for one year, how long can each person wear it for? Oh man, what? So it's like six point five billion people. Um, three hundred and sixty-five days. That's not gonna work. Um, yeah, I we we, we, can, we don't have the capacity to do. This I think we can each right handle now. it. I think we can each handle it for about a nanosecond. Yeah. So as long as we all play hot potato with the seven billion dollar watch, the really, really fast. fast, the world's fastest game of hot potato, with 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 with, with the foreskin watch, I think we can make it work. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about anymore. What was it? Was it? What's this episode about? I fucking I I had like a spirit like a spirit vision. So I think to kind of wrap up at least <laughs> at least my view on this, I don't think I don't think I can ever be the one watch person if i'm ever tempted like i said it's going to be a situation where i look down at the box and i'm like holy crap this is like this is like sea dweller money or something um Mm -hmm. but i i I just i don't think it can ever happen i think what will what how it will eventually evolve is um kind of like a bare bones collection where each watch kind of satisfies as many different facets of what i look for um, sure. In watches, I, I, I think that's the reality. I, I, I think, I think you articulated it actually really fucking well. Like it's, it's, it's impossible for one watch to be expressive of your entire, like the entire journey of your taste. Because even if your tastes evolve, I feel like they're always informed by some way of what you've left behind. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really feel like that. So, and the thing is, it's funny. I mean, you. I, I, I guess I never really came to terms with the. Hi, sweetie. What's up? Yeah, he's doing a podcast. I feel like I never came to terms with it. I don't know what kind of watch collector I am. The only thing, the only thing I can possibly say is I tend to gravitate towards. What do you want, sweetie? I tend to gravitate towards watches that have like, and I, I feel like it's lame saying a quirk, but some kind of quirk, some kind of authentic quirk, which is why I love, I love an Orient Christmas chronograph. You know what I mean? Because everything about the watch is normal except that fucking dial. I love that dial. Yeah, it's uh, you'd, you'd never really see anything like that. Uh, no, dude, I that think. thing is super cool. Um, the Big Zero. Big Zero is really authentically quirky in its own way, not in like a oh look at my look at my you know Yu Gi Oh tattoo way. It's it's just it's just this it's just this watch. You know what I mean? It's this very subtle weird watch. So I don't know, maybe, but that's not really you can't really put your finger on that in the same way as I collect Seiko divers. You know, I don't know. No, I I, I actually, I think you can. I mean, you can call it an oddity, you know. There are, Mm. are, you know, people that just collect things that are maybe a little off the beaten path. Um, What was that museum you went to? Like a, like a, like a, like a ventriloquist museum? What was it? Oh gosh. I went to a Nutcracker museum in like (laughs) kind of East, East Washington. uh, And I couldn't believe it. It was something like five, incredible. 5,000 Nutcrackers. Um, like <laughs> sounds like my experience in high school, huh? Eh? <laughs> 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 
maybe, maybe I can it's I can edit a sound clip there later. So sad. Please don't. Please don't. Please not edit a rim shot in there. <laughs> but yeah, this, I mean, this. Uh, I I guess I think it's owned by like a family, and mm-hmm. somebody just started doing it somewhere, and like they have, <clears throat> they have like nutcrackers that they saved from like the first factory that like burned down, and like the nutcrackers are all just like burnt. Like, oh my just, god <laughs> but like so they saved the nutcrackers but not the people in the factory guys we gotta get the nutcrackers out of here yeah pro- probably a lot of people died oh um, god <laughs> but yeah just you know people collect anything um yeah true that true that man i found i, I, I found I, out that people recently collect vintage pyrex containers Oh, because they're badass. Those old ones are incredible, Michael. You've opened up a Pandora's box, by the way. I want you to know that right now, Michael. I cannot stand new Pyrex. The new Pyrex formula is ridiculous. All right, it's just, it's just, it's, you can't rely on it. If you don't do things right, it's going to explode. Are you, you know? are you a closet Pyrex collector? Is, is it only an, it annoys me because I'm very particular about things I microwave because I have far too much free time on my hands because I live in a very comfortable country, so I had to worry about stupid things, and so I. I don't feel comfortable microwaving, but like, like my fiance thinks I'm out of my mind. I don't feel comfortable microwaving Pyrex because I want it to explode because they had to change the formula because that shit was that shit was so proficient at holding heat that fucking people were using it to make meth. All right, huh. like they were using it for home meth laboratories. So instead of going and paying hundreds and thousands of dollars over the fucking it what it is to buy like meth making equipment, not, not specifically meth making equipment, but like chemist equipment. I can just go to my fucking Walmart and get some of those old school Pyrex or whatever. So like they changed the formula, probably also to save money. But that's that's as that's as much as I'm gonna say about Pyrex. Huh. <laughs> the more you know, <laughs> the more you know, man. But um, can I also just say this Steverol is fucking incredibly heavy. Like the weight, it the, the the bearing down of weight on my arm. I feel like a wet bird trying to take flight. Like I'm just like 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 weighted. Like my arm is tired. Like I might have to switch arms. <laughs> Is that is that a trait? Because I've I've never handled or held or owned uh, a bronze. It's bronze, right? Right. A bronze. This is watch? bronze. Yeah. This is the bronze Mori Forty Two. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is the first bronze watch I've ever had. Okay. Uh, anyone else out there who's got one of these? If anyone out there, this is actually interesting. Um, some of our, some of our listeners might actually have these. If anyone if anyone has like a like a bronze moray and like a steel moray or a bronze megalodon and like a steel megalodon is there a significant weight difference or if someone just knows that bronze is weight is heavier than than steel i probably i probably could just google that before i sound like an asshole on air but whatever but um but yeah definitely definitely weigh in on that i think that's interesting but this is this is an incredibly heavy watch you know what's interesting it's also i want to get it on like a different strap right now i have it on like a zulu it came on a leather strap, but I might put it on like one of those bunt straps because it's just so big. It's gonna look even bigger. But then I might feel like I, I might feel like 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 Mark Tremonti's backup guitarist if I have a fucking Stevrol on a bunt strap. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you got you need your you need your all black PRS um, <laughs> hanging hanging down by your knees. Um, I'm, I'm, you, I'm, you I'm, can't I'm, step off the wah pedal ever. No, I. I <laughs> <laughs> I I used to think that guy was so cool. <laughs> I used to think I used to think everybody with the PRS was cool. I used to think Hoobastank was cool. Okay, just to give you perspective into high school Kaz, when Kaz was getting really into guitar, Hoobastank used to be working with ass. Hey, did they ever find Scott Stapp? Oh. <laughs> I think he's still on the run, dude. 
Still, I think he's still running through the streets naked or whatever he was doing. We we um, we would always say he was biking on I ninety five. If anyone has no idea what we're talking about, we're talking about the band Creed. I don't know if people remember that band Creed from back in the day, but uh, Mark Tremonti's the guitar was the guitarist, and Scott Stapp was the stinger. And um, man, that guy Scott Stapp went off the deep end pretty quick. Do you remember? It was either one hundred three one the buzz or ninety four nine Zeta. Local stations down here in South Florida. Anyone knows what the fuck I'm talking about? Nine five four. What's up? You know what I'm saying? Four three zero five or five six one. Um, it was one of those radio stations. One of their call offs was uh, like you know one zero three one the buzz with more hits than Scott Stapp's wife. Um, because towards the end of Creed, uh, you know, it turns out that that guy was apparently just beating his wife mercilessly, which is awful. That's not cool, guys. <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't, I don't I know if you heard, heard that, that or not. I'd, I'd okay. never heard that, but I'd last last yes. I heard, he he had a kind of uh, he like went a, string a little crazy of, string of kind of like really paranoid events where he made calls saying that he was being chased by the CIA and he has you know national secrets and stuff like that. And last I heard, he was on the run. Uh, Poor and, guy. I mean, it's funny to make jokes, but it's 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 tough, man. That kind of life. Yeah, yeah. Especially, it's, especially. It's I mean, yeah. Especially if they're like, if they're like super young when they, like. So this is all relevant because I've been reading so much just about like all those old, you know, when I was growing up, grunge was the thing. You know what I mean? So like, um, at the time, it was like you know, Soundgarden and like fucking, um, you know, Stunkable Pilots, which I consider grunge. Um, obviously Pearl Jam, shit like that. Allison Chains, and so obviously Chris Cornell uh, just died, which is fucking. I'm st- I'm still so upset about that. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The thing is, I was reading about that, and then I fucking went in like an idiot, started reading about Allison Chain singer. Um, I always, I always get dyslexic on his name. It's Lane Stanley or Landley Stain. Uh, it's, Stain it's Lane Stanley, right? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I never, I never got into them. Really? You never got into Allison Chains? It's, I think it's like Lanely Stanley or something. It's Lanely Stanley. Yeah. So I was reading about him. Now both Chris Cornell. And him, they kill each other, but they kill it, but not each other at the same time. That'd be incredible. They kill themselves. Yes. But like, it's just, it's just so weird. I don't know. I, I, I'm not gonna talk about this, but, but it's just the, 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 the weird antithetical analogous, analogous events between Chris Cornell killing himself on tour, very, very successful, and, 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 and Lanely Stan or Stan Lanely kind of killing himself in obscurity, sort of broken his apartment by himself. It's just so weird to me. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna talk about that anymore. But I've just been. Thinking about that stuff all lately. Well, that's why that's why, you know, you need to you need to really think about your collection, guys. <laughs> because one day I'm gonna buy you a fucking medal for really always bringing it back. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get a you're gonna get a a, 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 a cake shaped medal. No, no, a, a metal shaped mm, see a metal shaped cake. <laughs> because <laughs> because one day. You might have a nice watch collection or maybe a collection that you're not that happy about. And, you know, the next you might fall into a wood chipper. See, now I took it back to the previous took episode. Took it back to the previous episode. Yeah, <laughs> man, I remember that was like when you started working at that place, that was like one of the first things you told us. And I'm like, man, I don't know about Mike. What a fuck up story, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, good times, man. But no, I think that was I think that was a super good discussion. Like it's just it's given me a lot of shit to think about. It's made me just rediscover this Steverall Bronze More. God, this is a heavy fucking watch. Like I feel I feel like I'm working out. Like I need I did wear two of these things. Can can we can we both say that we're not ever gonna be one watch guys? 
Or is that or is that too much of a stretch? I don't know what's going to happen in my life or how my taste might change. I I I can okay, I'll tell you right now, just my projection, I could never be a one watch guy. But in fifteen or twenty years, maybe next year, I don't know. Maybe I encounter a watch, maybe something happens in my life where I'm just like, dude, you know what? I love watches. I can talk watches all day. Y'all want to do four-hour Rakeda episode? I will do the four-hour Rakeda episode, but I only feel the need to own one watch. I don't think that can happen right now, just in the way I presently, like the way my current taste and predilections exist. But I don't know who the fuck knows. I didn't know. In, I didn't know in ten years I was going to be doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I. I don't. I don't even. I can't even possibly conceive of what twenty-year-old Kaz expected thirty-year-old Kaz to be. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I might experience like a, like a freak burrito accident or something where I, I lose, <laughs> I lose both of my hands and I can't wear watches. What do I do then? I don't know what kind of burritos you're eating <laughs> that would cause you to lose both your fucking hands. Not even just have like one maimed. <laughs> They're both just gone. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a new SoundCloud account right now. Uh, slash. <laughs> Freak burrito accident. <laughs> that is this. That is the sickest band name. I'm gonna write down. Freak. So I've wanted to do this for a long time. Freak burrito accident is a band name. Also, the I think the best lounge band name ever is the Flying Spring Bar. The Flying Spring Bar. Yeah. The Flying Spring Bar is a or or that's just a great pub name. Like if we ever moved to the UK and opened a pub because the UK does not have enough fucking pubs, um, we could open up. The Flying Spring Bar. Yeah, we can we can get a uh, freak burrito accident and gutter chocolate to play the. Uh... <laughs> oh God, <laughs> a, a big pastime when Mike and I were working together was just thinking about band names and gutter chocolate is probably the most disgusting one. Yeah. Um, not working, isn't... not working either. Just just doing that. <laughs> I worked very little. <laughs> that that place. <laughs> oh. Not ashamed to say, but yeah. So should we should we start? Rounding it up, like man, I feel like I could talk about that forever. I, I, you know, I feel like that would be a great topic to like discuss in person with you guys for whoever shows up at Wind Up. Hopefully, Wind Up is happening this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, this kind of this, <clears throat> this topic can can branch out into a lot of different discussions. I mean, we we didn't even bring up, you know, the exit watch or the cash in your chips watch. Is it the same thing? Is it the capstone I think it's, to I, your collection? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Um, so this 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 discussion can evolve in a ton of ways, and uh, if if it's something that you guys like to hear us explore, if you like to hear us explore X number of watches for X amount of money, kind of stuff like that, you know, we've thought about doing that too. But uh, yeah, this this has been fun to talk about. I think we can probably do a recap and wrap it up. All right, so let's do a recap, and there's a couple things I want to cover before we actually. Oh, I'm gonna burp. Fuck. Ugh. I swear that never happens. Um, uh, we do the recap. A couple things we want to cover. So, um, yeah, wrist checks. Uh, I started this episode <laughs> wearing my Seiko SNK805. I ended it wearing my, just rediscovering my uh, Steverall Bronze Moray 42. Very, very cool. Um, Mike, you're rocking the Assistant Pro Match. That thing is mad beautiful. I'm really happy you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy watch news. MBNF um, selling uh, Predator heart replacements for $500,000 a piece. Get on the list now because apparently it's very short and it's not going to be here very long. <laughs> um, Citizen made a tourbillon. Crazy. I still think that's crazy. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, 
I mean, just and the, the 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 ideal collection is it really a collection? Is the idea to be a one watch collector? Is it even like realistically humanly possible to be a one watch collector? With just the way people generally tend to collect, you know, they collect in line with their taste, but your tastes are always evolving. I used to think Seether was a good band. That's long gone now. All right, that taste is gone. I I don't know what kind of watches I would have bought back then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <clears throat> man that was a long time ago so it, it's it's i think a great discussion to have uh further kind of give us your thoughts if any of you guys have wrestled with the same sort of thing if any of you guys rediscovered a watch the same way i just did <laughs> like if you thought about selling or trading a watch and you put it on and you're like what the fuck was it? i was a complete different person like 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 post-coital clarity like i don't know what i was thinking or what i was into five minutes ago but I gotta get out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, uh, definitely let us know what's up with that. Um, so just a couple housekeeping items. Um, so huge thank you to the people who've gone on Patreon and contributed. I think right now, uh, at this point in time, on May 31st, it's what, 17 or 18 people who are patrons? 18, yeah. That's incredible, guys. That's incredible. Like, as in terms of like a monthly contribution, and just to give you guys perspective, that is covering... Um, that's going to cover, I think, hosting. Uh, that's going to cover the SoundCloud membership, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's also basically, I think, going to ensure that we're able to go to Windup and give you guys awesome coverage. And like, I'm not just talking about like a couple articles. Like, I want to do live streaming. I want to do story segments. I want to do a whole bunch of Instagram shots. Like, I fucking wanted to feel like you guys are there. If you couldn't go to Windup, you will fucking be there, the two broke watch knobs. And that's just the power that 17 or 18 people uh, were able to have in going mm-hmm. on that page. So to them, folks, thank you so much. And if you guys keep hearing us talk about Patreon and you're curious at all, go check out the page. If you have any questions about how funds um, are, are being used or could potentially being used, or if you have suggestions, always super open to that. Um, so definitely email us, DM us. Um, I'm also I'm also really trying to re- like get our Facebook up and running, but I don't I don't understand it. I haven't been on Facebook since like uh, Facebook sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I I I I but a lot of people are on Facebook, and I acknowledge that there is a lot a huge segment of our listeners that aren't even on Instagram, and I feel like yeah. we're not doing those guys, we're not doing you guys justice because like. That's, that's our main avenue right now is Instagram. So I want to try and get on Facebook just because it's a bit more accessible and most folks are on Facebook. I just, I'm just not sure what to do. I'm going to have to sit down and get like a strategy together and kind of, you know, get some uh, order of operations in play. But but yeah, so keep an eye out for that. Um, in addition to that, so um, stuff's always going to be going up on the website. We're really trying to get a schedule and an order. Uh, two things about the website. If any of you guys are listening, because we've had some people kind of email and ask, we're super open to community contributions. Like it's actually even like a category, like a like a like a like like an indexable category, in the site's internal like uh, um, filter uh, just below the hero. If you look, there is a community tab. We're always open to that. You know what I mean. So um, if there's something you wanted to write about, or or anything like that, or if you wanted to kind of maybe expound or give your opinion on a topic we've talked about in a previous episode, totally reach out. Um, we're happy to brainstorm with you and figure out if we can you know get something right like that's right for the website like yeah. mike is that, is that like a fair way of saying it yeah yeah no definitely yeah. i agree um also if you're on the website and you're reading something and you think it's cool um what would be super super helpful is if you 
thought someone else would enjoy it if you shared that link. Like if you're on any forums or or uh, if you have any social feeds of your own, if you have a blog, if we write something that you think is actually like cool and you feel like sharing it. And obviously if you're on a forum, please like respect the forums like rules um, and like and things like that. Cause I know each forum is very particular about like posting rules and things like that. Like, like definitely feel free to share it because that would be super helpful also. Cause that would just help us increase sort of the digital outreach of the website and will help us grow um, as we do this crazy, weird urology bar talk experiment <laughs> with, with everyone, which has just been incredible, man. It's been unreal, you know? Yep. Um, da, 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 da. Is that it? Am I forgetting anything? I think we're good, man. All right, sweet. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, I guess that's it. I because usually I forget something and then I get very mad afterwards. I, th- I think you actually got it all this time. I can. Uh, <clears throat> I can you start. start and I'll, all right, you start. I'll jump in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks, guys, for listening. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You're listening to Two Gold Watch Notes. Later.